0: Um, It's Matthew, actually, chapter 1, 18 to 23. Uh, Reading from verse 18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. Then we pray for our time together. Let's pray. Father God, this is Your uh, word to us. This is what You want us to know, and to, of You, and to, to believe, and to trust in, and what to, You want us to build our lives upon as well. And so on this day where there's so many things that we could look to and build our lives upon, we pray that you would be the one that we turn to and look to. We pray you'd do that in our hearts by your Holy Spirit as you speak to us through Tom. Pray you'd help him, give him confidence and clarity. And pray for us as we hear, we pray we'd listen uh, carefully to what you're saying to us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
1: Can you all hear me? Yeah? yeah? Very good. Okay. Have we seen a film with an unlikely rescue in it? Have we seen films with unlikely rescues in it? Maybe they're superhero movies. Maybe they're Disney movies. I don't know. But recently I watched a film called Dunkirk. Now, in Dunkirk, it's a true story and it goes back on to the. Uh, goes back uh, to Dunkirk Beach in World War II when 400,000 soldiers were stranded on that beach in France. And they had no hope of getting home. And there was uh, all of the Navy ships sent over to bring them home were being bombed and torpedoed. And all of the boats were sinking. People were terrified. People didn't know what was going to happen or how they were going to get home. Nobody knew if or how they would survive. Until someone in England came up with a plan. And now this plan was to send over civilian boats. That includes yachts, fishing boats, ferries, speed boats. Anything that could harbour more than ten people on the boat would sent over to Dunkirk to bring soldiers home. And these men were all part of someone's great rescue plan. Some didn't make it but a majority did and In the same way we too are part of a rescue plan The difference is we have a message that can save absolutely everyone No man's left behind it's so unlikely, isn't it? You know, the fact that we have a message that can save absolutely everyone Well today we'll see that the most unlikely rescue The un- most unlikely saviour will be the greatest, just like the civilians that were sent over in their boats. Back in England they would have been lauded, considered heroes, but instead uh, we too can say we have a hero, someone who is unlikely. We were saved by a baby if you were saved. So this unlikely baby, this unlikely rescuer came to be our saviour. And let me show you how, let me show you how. Please keep your uh, Bibles open. I should have said that to begin with. But we're looking mainly at this section in Matthew, verses 18 to 23. And we're going to see three things from these verses today. The fact that his name was called Jesus, uh, what will he do, and how he will save. Those are the three things we'll look at today. So firstly... You will call his name Jesus. The story so far. If we were doing a sermon series in this book. We would have just had a genealogy. So verses 1 to 17. Give us names. And lots and lots of names. Going all the way back to Abraham. And then 14 generations later to David. And then 14 generations later to Christ. And in this we can see. That his No, they will call him Jesus to be the rescuer king from the line of Abraham, which was promised all those centuries ago. Now, in verse 21, we see that this baby who is going to be born has already been given a name. And now his name is Jesus, obviously. And if we look on a bit further, we see that Jesus means God saves or God rescues if you will and he is called Jesus to remind us that we can be saved from our sins and to these people then they would be saved from their sins then and to us now we will be saved from our sins too we should also look at verses 22 to 23 let me read them again Uh, all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet behold the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. Now, I know that that's a bit confusing because it's called Jesus and he's called Emmanuel. I think of it like this Emmanuel is a bit like a nickname for Jesus, in the same way we call him Christ and we call him Messiah. They're all nicknames, but they're still true of who Jesus is, still true names. And we see that this baby became the most unlikely. Uh, Sorry. He became the most unlikely rescuer, like those civilian boats, to come and be with us and rescue us. But rescue us from what? Now if you're a Christian you know the answer to this. But verse 21, let me read that again. It says, she will bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus. For he will save his people from their sins. Well what will he save us from? Or sin, exactly Does anybody know what sin means though? There's lots of different things that uh, sin means But firstly, we taught it on Fridays as Shove off God, I'll do it my way I don't want a relationship with you There's, I don't need one, Lord thank you It's all about me, Lord it's all about Tom You know, coming to church, it's all about Tom It's not about God And none. I, I don't want a perfect relationship with you God I, I want to control my life I don't need you at all and in many ways that is sin isn't it it's sitting apart from God and telling him we don't need him but this is impossible isn't it you know, there, there will only be chaos and no right thing in the world if we decide that God isn't real and has any bearing on our life But why does sin matter? Why why does it matter? Like We talk about it and its effects. Well, it affects two things, really. Our vertical relationship, so our relationship with God. And it's us trying to be in charge over everything and make everything all about us. And we cannot have a right relationship with God if we continue to say we don't need him in our lives and constantly disregard his law and his rules. It also affects our horizontal relationships, our relationships with one another. Um, We cannot get on with each other because of our sin. Uh, Let me talk you through some things where this is clearly evident in our world today. There's still a war going on in Ukraine. And because of some sin in that, uh, 6,826 civilians have died in that war because of somebody's sin. That's as of December 19th. Uh, last week there was a horrific story in the paper of a man who murdered his family and his friend's daughter. And ended up getting five life sentences for that in prison. And there's just death everywhere. Every, everywhere you think and hear is, is about death, isn't it? We, we do not have a hope to live in harmony with our own sinful natures. That's all. Sorry to bring the mood down. It is Christmas after all. But um, can we see how destructive our sin is? In every way, it affects our relationship with God and with each other. Like these four hundred thousand soldiers saved in World War Two, we too can hold on to a hope. Now our hope isn't in uh, lifeboats yachts, speedboats. it's not in any of them. It's in a baby. And this baby is a came into a sinful world to save us. He is the rescue mission. He is able to help us mend our broken relationships. And he does this because he is God. and he will save his people. Is the third point. He will save his people. How? Well through his death on the cross. He took God's wrath for our sin. He took God's punishment. So that we don't have to. So that we can say. We. Can enter heaven through. So sorry. So that we can. Say that we. He will save people through his death on the cross. A baby will save his people. Now, I'm not being funny, but if I walked out uh, in the road and got hit by a bus, Eddie and Amani aren't saving me, are they? <laughs> well, neither are Susie and Lydia. The, those babies. Yeah, I, uh, I see you? It's okay. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, they're not saving. Those babies aren't saving me, are they? But this baby will save. How is this possible? Well, in a book called Isaiah. 500 years before Matthew was written, uh, we can see that there was a promise to give a baby to a people that will rescue them. Now, in Isaiah, there's a, Isaiah chapter 7, and it talks about a, um, a baby will be born to a virgin as well, and that was fulfilled in that time, in those 500 years, and this baby was called Maher Shalhal Hashbaz there you go and, but it was also a pointer forwards to this baby this exact baby who would come on Christmas day to save us from our sins and that baby is Jesus he saves us from the destruction and the point of this is, uh, is, is that Jesus will save his people and that's what the text says that's what Verse 21 says, she will bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. But how do we become one of his people is the question that we're probably all thinking after that. Well, we must first believe and trust in Jesus. And it says later with all our soul, all our minds and all our body. And we we can be saved if we believe even through his death. And you can say, Jesus died for me. If nothing else, if you don't believe in Jesus, then you cannot have a right relationship with Him, with God, or neither with me or with each other. As it is only through Him that we will be able to have a perfect relationship, perfect relationships with everyone. His death is so amazing for what it accomplished. He took God's wrath, the punishment on the cross that we so rightly deserved and it caused him to die. It caused him to suffocate on the cross. He took that wrath so that we can be blameless in front of God. This unlikely rescuer, this baby that came, he came to earth to help us reach heaven and have perfect relationships with God and with each other. And he came completely free of sin. It's great to be reminded about Christmas, isn't it? You know, the fact that we have a saviour, a baby, our most unlikely of saviour, but still the most successful and powerful saviour. Let me encourage you to take heart in this fact that Jesus came as a baby uh, to be powerful, to save, to rescue to have the best rescue plan for us all. He has no agenda. He does not want to bring about destruction, nor fear, nor war. Not like the sins that we heard about earlier. Instead, he wants to save his people so they can be entered into heaven. If you're a Christian, be encouraged. Hold fast to that fact. That so because of this Saviour who has come. He saves us from our war on sin. And if you're a non-Christian here today, let me, uh, let me encourage you with this. That Jesus came at Christmas to save everyone from their sins. To bring them back to God. To be a rescuer. To save. He was the rescue plan done Right. And this is the only way that we can be saved, through him dying on the cross. He is, let's go back to the analogy at the beginning, he is the civilian lifeboats that came to bring us back home. And when he died, he took our sins with him on the cross, past, present and future. He died on that cross to save us from hell and a constant repetition of death. And from what's been said this morning, those three things, uh, you shall call his name Jesus. He will save from sins. He will save his people. Him being an, the rescuing king. The saviour. The only way we can be saved. There are only two responses. Either believe and trust in Jesus and enter heaven. and there will, Where there will be no more wars. No more pain. No more conflict. No more sin. No more death. Everything will be perfect. Or there's a response where we decide to constantly have that sinful attitude and say, no, I don't want you to be a part of my life. Lord, I don't need you in my life. And then we'll enter hell where there is constant repetition of death, constant fear, constant dying, constant suffering and crying. And these two things are a reality in what we see in our world today. I hope that in your heart uh, you're convicted uh, to make the right decision. Whether you're a Christian already or a non-Christian at the moment. I encourage you to make a decision on that. And think about where you will be when Christ comes again. Let's pray. Lord, thank you that you have rescued us through Jesus' death on the cross. Uh, Sorry for the times this week where our sinful nature has taken us away from... What Jesus did on the cross, Lord, saving us, being our rescuer. Lord, please help us uh, today, especially, and uh, over the rest of this Christmas, Lord, to invite others
0: to be a part of God's rescue plan. Amen. Amen.